to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey all, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Um, if you don't already, follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. Be sure to give me a follow because I usually post polls weekly um, with topics for the podcast. So if you're a dog owner and there's something you want to hear about on the podcast, um, follow me on Instagram and watch for those stories because I do polls pretty frequently. Um, Thank you to everyone who has voted in my polls. In today's episode, I am going to talk about um, getting a new dog. Um, If you haven't already listened to the previous episode, number 20, Life with a Blind Dog with my special guest at Bear the Blind Pit, please give it a listen. It's super good. Um, And I love hearing the dog owner side of things. Obviously, I'm a dog owner and I'm a dog trainer, but I think sometimes dog training kind of gets lost in translation. So that's why I like to give you both sides, you know, like my practical training advice and also, you know, advice from people who are living with dogs with, you know, different challenges. So yeah, give it a listen. Um, Today, like I said, I'm going to talk about getting a new dog. Um, But before we dive into that, just a reminder, if you like this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. The more reviews I get, the more dog owners I can help. So please, if you like this uh, podcast and you've been listening, please leave a review. Also, be sure to click the subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Um, So let's talk about getting a new dog. So I want to talk about, you know, some decisions, some things you should be thinking about before you get a new dog. Okay, so the question, you know, that first I want to talk about is, should you get another dog? So some considerations when deciding if you should, in fact, get another dog. Um, Do you have existing animals? Do you have cats? Do you have chickens? Do you have dogs? Can those existing animals cope with a new dog? If the answer is no, then there is your answer to getting another dog, right? Your priority should absolutely be the dogs that are already in your care. So if you have any of any other animals and you don't think that they're going to be able to cope with the new dog, then you definitely should not be adding another dog to your household. Okay. Um, Your lifestyle. What is your life like? Are you busy? Are you working a lot? Do you have a lot of travel plans coming up? Um, If you work a lot, do you have contingencies in place for meeting this potentially new dog's needs? Okay. And if you do, great. If you don't, then maybe you shouldn't be getting another dog. If you've got big travel plans coming up and you don't want the expense of paying someone to watch your new dog, then maybe you should wait on getting a new dog, right? Um... Also, if you're really busy and you're considering getting a young dog, probably not a good match, right? So really look at your lifestyle and see if you actually have time to meet this new dog's needs, 
okay? Um, If you have time constraints, if you work a normal, you know, nine to five job and you're going to get a young dog, you have to look at hiring help because a young dog cannot wait in a crate for eight hours while you work five days a week. That's just a recipe for behavior problems, okay? So if you want a young dog and you work full time, you need to look at how you can get help, who you can hire to help you. If you're blessed and you have friends that will help you for free, that's great. But if not, you got to look at getting someone booked to help you with your new dog, okay? Um, So if you're considering getting a new dog, um, you're definitely probably thinking about, you know, the age of the dog. If you're planning to add a puppy to your household, you best be sure you have a lot of time to help them. If you don't have a lot of time to train them, do you have the money to pay someone to help you, right? If the answer to those questions are no, then you should not be adding a puppy to your household. If you have an existing adult dog who is not super great with other dogs, adding a puppy to the equation, probably a recipe for a lot of work on your part. I'm not saying that it's impossible because it's definitely possible, but it's labor intensive and it's going to require a lot of you. And if you don't have that to give to the scenario, then don't add a puppy to your life. Okay, Um, puppies are so adorable and it's so fun raising them from the beginning, but puppies are a labor of love. Okay, and that labor of love lasts well into their adolescence. So if you don't feel equipped for that, then don't add a puppy to your house. Okay, Um, I love matching adult dogs with people who are looking for homes. So if you work a nine to five job and you don't have a ton of free time, adopting an adult dog is a fabulous idea. Adult dogs come potty trained. They usually come with some sort of basic manner. They usually sleep through the night. They're usually trustworthy alone. So getting an adult dog is also a super great option. Um, I offer a service that's called matchmaking where I help potential, you know, dog parents find a dog that fits into their lifestyle and that will blend into their life as seamlessly as possible. (laughs) If you would like help with that and you live in Colorado, please reach out. You can check out my website, agfdogtraining.com. You can connect with me on Instagram. You can send me a DM there. I would be happy to help match a dog to your lifestyle. Okay. And you know, if you live outside of Colorado, still send me a DM. I'll see if I can, you know, find someone qualified to help you in your area. Okay. So, um, you know, ask yourself those questions, right? Like, do you have time? Do your existing animals really want another dog? If you don't have a ton of time, do you have the money to pay someone to help you? right? Um, Adult dogs are much easier to add into a household as far as like the potty training and sleeping through the night and being left alone goes. If you want a puppy, that's fabulous. I love puppies. They're so much fun to work with, but no, puppies don't sleep through the night initially. Puppies are not potty trained initially, right? Like dogs don't come pre-programmed. So if you want a puppy, know that it's going to be a lot of work on your part. It yields wonderful results, but that doesn't change the fact that it's going to be a labor, a labor intensive addition to your home. Okay, so let's talk about where you could get a new dog. Um, I know I'm going to get some flack for for this, but um, I'm a big believer in responsible rescue and responsible breeding. 
I don't think that you shouldn't get a dog from a breeder, but I think that you should do your research and make sure that you're supporting a responsible breeder. Same thing with rescues, unfortunately. Not all rescues are created equal. And while I think that everyone is doing their best, you know, kind of like facing an epidemic of pet homelessness, that doesn't mean that they always have the pet's best interest in heart. And that definitely doesn't mean that they have your best interest at heart either. Okay, so if you're interested in adopting a dog from a rescue, um, if they have a facility, they should absolutely let you come to the facility, let you see what's going on. Um, If the facility doesn't look good, it doesn't seem like the animals are getting treated well, that doesn't mean you shouldn't get a dog from there. But I think that that means that maybe going forward, you should look for a more reputable rescue. Like I said, I think that everyone's doing their best, but I think that you should still be in informed adopter and or buyer okay a lot of rescues are foster based which means that dogs are fostered in people's homes which I love and I think is so fantastic because that foster parent can give you a really nice insight to like who that dog is on a day-to-day basis Um, Dogs who come out of the shelter environment like kennels, um, sometimes it's hard to get a true read on who they are until you see them in your home. Right. And I've seen that go both ways. Right. Where like a dog is really, really stressed and not doing well in a shelter environment and you get them into a home and they're really relaxed and they're really quite easy. And then, you know, you've seen the flip side of that where like it seems like the dog is pretty well behaved and calm at the shelter and then you get them home and they're wild. So know that there's like a transitionary period, like getting to know dogs. So if they're in a foster based rescue, that's really cool because that's going to give you a lot of insight into how that dog can function, you know, in a home environment, but if the dog is in like a kennel environment, there's going to be some learning curves as far as like how the dog will adapt to your home. Okay. Um, I wish I didn't have to say this, but I do. There are some rescues that are not reputable and they're pumping puppies for a profit. So do your research. If you go and it doesn't feel right, don't take a dog from them right? Um, There have been, unfortunately, many cases in my work where quote-unquote rescues are pulling puppies too young, they're not vaccinating puppies, and then well-meaning puppy owners get stuck with a puppy who has parvo, and then they have to fork out thousands of dollars to make sure the puppy doesn't die. Yes, that puppy's life is important, but also, like, that's a lot of work on your part, so just be cautious of that stuff, right? So, um, a responsible rescue will definitely have a lengthy application process. And so will a responsible breeder. And I know that sometimes that's hard because people, you know, like, I'm looking to adopt a dog. They should just trust me, but they can't just trust you, right? So be ready for a lengthy application process. Most responsible rescues are asking to come and see your house and do a home visit. That is a good sign. That means that the rescue has the best interest of their dogs and their care in in mind, right? So be ready for that. Okay, so there's some things to think about when you're going like, you know, the adoption route. Um, Adoption fees are definitely going to be less than breeder fees. So that's another pro to that. You're saving a life. Um, So let's talk about responsible breeders. So there's a big difference between people who breed intentionally and go out of their way and people who are breeding in their backyards to make money. Okay, so it's up to you as the buyer to be informed. 
ask a lot of questions. Any responsible breeder will be happy to tell you about the temperament of the mother and father of the litter. Please, please, please ask those questions. You need to know how the parents of your potential puppy interact with people, other dogs, other animals, right? Because genetics play a huge role in who your puppy will become. So please, 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 if you're going the breeder route, please ask those questions. Know how the dad does with dogs, people, other animals. Same thing for moms, okay? Um, Another thing to ask a responsible breeder is the health testing that they've done on the mother and father of your potential puppy, right? Um, Waylon came from a fabulous breeder and she was amazing. I put her through the ringer. I asked like a thousand questions and she was able to show me the health testing for both Waylon's parents, right? Amstaffs are prone to some shoulder stuff, some hip stuff, and they were tested for that before they went forward with the breeding. That is extremely crucial. And if you want a certain breed, do research on the breed. Do research on you know, is your potential breed prone to hip dysplasia, cancer? Ask your breeder what they're doing to mitigate that, right? And if they can't answer those questions, they're probably not the most responsible breeder. And I don't think that you should be supporting them. Okay. Um, I've talked about this on the program before, but I'm going to bring it up again. Um, There is a program called Puppy Culture. It's a puppy rearing program and it's amazing. In my opinion, any responsible breeder should be doing something along the lines of puppy culture when raising their puppies. Um, Also, shout out to all the amazing rescues who implement puppy culture in their foster litters of puppies. I see you guys. You're amazing and you're doing great things for those puppies' lives. But yeah, so um, I'll include a link in the show notes to um, there's a puppy culture breeder map. So if you're interested in a specific breed of dog, and you do want to go the responsible breeder route, that would be a good place to start. Okay, so um, above all else, do your research, right? Research the rescue, research the breeder, research the breed. If you've never owned a dog before, I highly suggest you reach out to a trainer and tell them what you're looking for and have the guidance of someone who understands behavior and training help you add a dog to your house. It will save a lot of heartache. Um, I'm sure that, you know, if there's any trainers, other trainers listening out there, you can relate to this. You know, I can't fix a mismatch. I can't fix an overactive border collie in a home with people who work, you know, nine hours a day who are not active. I can't fix that, you know? And yes, you can hire help. Yes, you can get someone in to hike the dog and it's not impossible, but it is so much easier for the human and the dog to match both the human and dog's needs prior to committing to taking the dog on. Okay. Um, A lot of rescues also offer a trial to adopt. Um, time frame, which means that like you pretty much get to be the foster for this dog for like a week or two and get to know them before, you know, committing. I think that's wonderful, right? And remember, if it doesn't work out, that is okay. That's why you went with a responsible rescue and they're going to keep trying to find the perfect home for that dog, even if you are not the perfect home. 
Okay. And again, you know, it's, it's, it's not up to you to be the perfect home for every dog, but it's much easier to do your due diligence and research first, instead of finding yourself in a scenario where you have a dog that you're not equipped to take care of. And then you have to go through the lengthy process of trying to find another home for them. Okay. So that's kind of my two cents on, you know, getting a new dog. Ask yourself the questions. Should you get a new dog? Do you have the time? What's your lifestyle like? If the answer to that is yes, then do a lot of research. Ask a lot of questions. And if you're unsure, seek out help from a professional. Like I said, matchmaking is one of my favorite things to do. I love it. Especially if you have kids, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. If you have young kids and you want to add a dog to your home, I highly suggest you get a professional to meet and evaluate this dog before you bring the dog into your home. While dogs are my passion and my life, your child's safety is of utmost importance. And it's really, really important that you know this dog well before you bring them into your home with young kids. Okay, so that's definitely a huge consideration to think about. All right, so... That is all I have on the, you know, getting a new dog subject. So thank you to everyone who voted in my Instagram poll. This has been a fun topic to cover. Um, If there's something you want to hear about in a future episode, please send me a DM. I'm happy to address it from there. And then, um, like I said, be sure to listen to episode number 20, Living with a Blind Dog. And then I'm super excited because in my next episode, I'm going to have a special guest. and We're going to talk all about separation anxiety in dogs. So thank you so much for listening. And I am already looking forward to the next next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at A Good Feeling Dog Training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.